Well, I've got a good word for you today. And the word that I have for you today is that the wisdom of God is calling us. That we are called to wisdom. Paul addressing the church at Colossae, after he heard of their great love in the Spirit, and their great, great prayer for his ministry said this in Colossians chapter 1, 9. He said, for this cause we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to do what? To pray for you and to desire that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will. Now this is not a head knowledge, but this is a heart knowledge. Filled means filled to the brim, filled to the full, where there is no room for anything else, but filled with the knowledge of His will. That you may be filled with the knowledge of His will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. So Paul is recognizing this. That in order for them to fulfill verse 10, they must be first filled with the knowledge of his will. Notice with me in verse 10, and I want you to read it there. Ready, read. That you may walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing, being fruitful in every good work, and increasing in the knowledge of God. Increasing in the knowledge of God. The only way that we can walk out the will of God that we are to be filled with is we first must know His will. God would never ask us to walk in His will without first revealing to us His will. Amen. And so we understand this, that God's will and God's word are synonymous, are they not? And so we can fulfill the will of God by being filled with the knowledge of God. Now listen to this statement. This comes from F.F. Bosworth in his book, Christ the Healer. He said that faith begins where the will of God is known. Faith begins where the will of God is known. So So that when we are filled with the knowledge of His will, we then can have faith to do it. Because it's one thing to know the will, but it's another thing to walk out the will. And to walk out the will, how many of you know, you got to walk by faith and not by sight. Because there's a lot of things that you see that will try to keep you from walking in the will of God. But when you're filled with the knowledge of God's will, you're filled with faith and no doubt can stop you from, from doing God's plan. Amen. Thank you very much. That's the message. Good night and good luck. Hallelujah. Get the car started. That was worth your trip right there. How then can we receive such precise and correct knowledge? Number one, just call unto Him. Jeremiah 29, 13 says, And you will seek me and find me, if you will search with me, search me with all of your heart. When you do that, You'll never come up short. You'll never be disappointed. The second way we can know the will of God is through communion with the Spirit of God. For the Spirit of God is the Spirit of truth. He knows the whole truth and nothing but the truth for your life in every area. And in John 16 and verse 13, let's read that together. Howbeit, when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth... 
For he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He will declare, he will transmit, and he will reveal to you the will of God. And then the third way that we can come up to this place of exact knowledge is get in the word. To be filled with the knowledge of God's will is to be filled with God's word. For God's word is his will. Now listen to this statement. Those who are ignorant of God's word will also be ignorant of God's will. Hosea said it this way, that my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge. Now, this knowledge of God, this knowledge of His will includes what God wants to do in you. What God wants to do for you. And what God wants to do through you. Oh, I'm telling you, there's nothing better than waking up in the morning and knowing what His will is for your life. There's nothing better than knowing the will of God and walking it out. That's what life is all about. That gives you confidence. That sets your course for the day. Not only do we know, need to know what God wants done, but we need to also know how He wants it done. And that is where wisdom is calling out to all of us. Wisdom is the ability, it is the skill that comes from the spirit of wisdom... That is the skill that God has placed inside of us to walk out what we know to be true. To walk out the knowledge of God's will. Say with me, wisdom is the ability to use knowledge. Okay, so we understand this, that wisdom is calling out, where is it found? Where is it found? Well, wisdom is in Him. Because we're in Him. And Jesus has made unto us what? He is the wisdom of God, and He has placed this wisdom inside of you. So we can't back down and say we don't have wisdom. We have the wisdom of God. Everyone declare it real strong with me. I have the wisdom of God. Now notice in Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 5 says this. Get wisdom. Get understanding. He wouldn't tell you to get something if it wasn't available. Don't forget it. Neither decline from the words of my mouth. The Amplified says, get skillful and godly wisdom. Get understanding, discernment, comprehension, and interpretation. Verse 6 says, forsake her not. What shall she do? Folks, when you walk in the wisdom of God, you can just count on it. You're going to be preserved. I didn't say pickled, I said preserved. (laughs) Love wisdom, and she will keep you. Oh, The wisdom of God will keep you from the paths of the destroyer. Next verse, verse 7. Wisdom, what is it? Young says it is the first thing. The first thing is wisdom. Get wisdom. 
And with all thy getting, get understanding. Now back to the King James. It says wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and with all thy getting, get understanding. How many of you have heard the phrase? It's a worldly phrase. I'm going to get mine. You know, they put a little attitude along with it. I tell you what, if anybody's going to get it, I'm going to get mine. Well, let's sanctify that. And why don't we elevate wisdom to the top of our getting? I'm going to get my wisdom. If anybody in this house is going to get wisdom, it's going to be me. Because God's going to show me exactly how and the timing to walk out his perfect will for my life. Next verse. Verse 8. Exalt her. That's putting him first. And she shall promote thee. There is promotion in the wisdom of God. You don't have to look to man to promote you. You can look to the wisdom of God to promote you. She shall promote you. And, thee shall, and she shall bring thee to honor when you do embrace her. So it tells us to get wisdom. The next question is, where is this wisdom found? Of course, we know that Jesus is made unto us wisdom. We know the wisdom of God is on the inside of us. But there is also wisdom that calls out to us. Aren't you glad? Look with me at Proverbs chapter 1. And notice with me in verse 20. It says, and notice all the places where wisdom is. Notice all the places where wisdom is calling out your name. Wisdom calls aloud outside. She raises her voice in the open squares. She cries out in the chief concourses. At the openings of the gates in the city, she speaks her words. Wisdom has something to say to you and to me. Every place where you are at in life, wisdom is there. Wisdom is there because you are there. But I also want you to notice this. Wisdom is not quiet. She calls aloud. She wants our attention. Notice with me the Amplified in verse 20. It says this. That wisdom cries aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the markets. Folks, these are the places where we spend our lives. I mean, on the job, wisdom is there. On the way to the meeting, wisdom is there. In parenting, wisdom is there. Everywhere we are, the wisdom of God is available in the markets. I'm telling you, from the stock markets to the supermarkets, whatever market you are in, wisdom is there. Woo! The supermarket? Oh, yeah. I mean, you may be reaching for those ho-hos or those Twinkies and wisdom will say, no, no. <laughs> wisdom is there. Eat this. Don't eat that. Somebody say, yeah, but I'm free. I know you're free. But sometimes we need to go fat free. Oh. <laughs> Whatever market you're in, wisdom is there. 
Wisdom's there, Richard. Wisdom's there. Wisdom's everywhere. I take it. I tell you, as a senior pastor, I take the wisdom of God. I believe that I receive the wisdom of God for this church. How many of you agree with me? Verse 21. She cries at the head of the noisy intersections. In the chief gathering places, at the entrance of the city, she speaks. Now, why intersections? Because it is at the intersections that a choice must be made. When you come to an intersection, you must decide what direction you're going to take. An intersection in life is where the paths cross. The good news is wisdom's right there. Aren't you glad? At the intersections of life. Notice with me in Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. You guys that must be in the advanced class, you listen so good. Oh yeah, you're quick. You're bright. You're sharp. You're good looking. You're very rich. And you are a major blessing. Proverbs chapter 8, verse 1 and 2. Notice this. Listen as wisdom calls out. Sometimes we need to stop and ask ourselves, is this the wisest thing to do? In light of my past, in light of what's coming up, in light of my future, is this the wisest thing to do? Is this the wisest thing to do financially? Is this the wisest thing to do relationally? Is this the wisest thing to do for my family? We need to stop and ask ourselves those questions. And in asking those questions, we can be assured that wisdom calls out. Now notice this. Here, everyone say here. As understanding raises her voice. Remember our text? That you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding. Next verse. On the hilltop along the roads of life, she takes her stand at the crossroads. Saying the same thing. The noisy intersections. The crossroads of life. She takes her stand. Some of you here this morning are at the crossroads. You're at an intersection. Some, perhaps, it means life or death. Others, it's between right or wrong. Should I move or should I stay? Should I go to heart of the bay till I'm a hundred? The wisdom of God says, yes. Or shall I go somewhere else? Should I, should I get into that relationship right now? I mean, I've just been through a divorce and it's been hurtful and yet I got to have a mate. Is it wisdom to jump out of the frying pan into the fire? 
Or would the wisest thing to do to be to wait a year or so and get healing and get your feet stabilized again? What's the wisdom of God saying to you? You see, we all find ourselves at these crossroads every day. Some decisions are minor. What am I going to eat? What am I going to wear? But some decisions are major, transformational, and life-changing, either for good or bad. Some are at the crossroads between bad and good. Wisdom is there. What I want to do over the course of the next few weeks, and Brother Hershey will be here next week, and he'll have a great word. I want you to be praying for him to have utterance. He just got back from Beirut in Switzerland, and I talked to him the other day, and he kind of had a cold. And I really want him to get healed for two reasons. Number one, so he can preach good, but Saturday so I can golf with him. But starting the first Sunday in April... And a little bit today. I want to look at what we are to do at these crossroads. What are we to do? What are we to do? The first thing I want to say to you is this. God's not the author of confusion. I don't have to be and you don't have to ever be confused. So don't give confusion any place by talking things like, oh, I'm so confused. I don't know what to do. Listen, friend, you may not know what to do up here right now, but don't talk about it. Talk about what you have in here. And what you have in here is the wisdom of God, and it always trumps what's going on up here. So instead of saying, I'm so confused, I never know the will of God, say this, I have the mind of Christ. Jesus is my wisdom. I may not know what to do up here, but I know what to do down here. And it's just a matter of time before I get fruitful up here. Say it with me real strong. I have the wisdom of God. I always make the right decisions at the right time. I'm never confused. Number two, don't let anyone pressure you into a decision before you're ready. Literally, a deadline could be a dead line. I can hear my spiritual father preach this. He preached it many, many times when he was here on earth. He said, he that believeth shall not make haste. Don't be so hasty to make a big decision. Don't let anyone pressure you. Let's go back to Proverbs chapter 1 verse 20 and 21 again. So in verse 20 again it says, Wisdom cries aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the markets. She cries at the head, now notice, 
of the what intersections? The noisy intersections in the chief gathering places at the entrance of the city she speaks. Now this becomes very clear to us because it says noisy intersections. Why are they noisy? Because wisdom is not the only voice speaking out there. There's the voice of the flesh. There's the voice of the world. There's the voice of reason. But oh, thank God for the voice of wisdom. I mean, sometimes it gets so noisy. It's because everyone seems to have something to say about it. Whether or not you ask for it or not. Well, let me tell you what I think. I'm not so interested in what you think. I'm more interested in what you may know. Oh my goodness, we're preaching now. Now look at Proverbs 1 and verse 22 in the King James Version. How long, you simple ones, will you love simplicity? And how long will scorners delight in their scorning and fools hate knowledge? Now, this word simple there literally means to be gullible. Too many Christians are gullible. And I'm not going to meddle. But one translation says, How long will you clueless people love your naivety? And mockers hold their mocking dear, and fools hate knowledge. Don't allow yourself to become so easily fooled by the voices out there. Now listen to this. Another definition of simple means to be open-minded. We live in a culture that tells us we must not be closed-minded. We must be open-minded, especially when it comes to me. You must be open-minded. Now, come on, to the culture you're living in. After all, things are not as they were in the early 1900s. You must be open-minded to my lifestyle. And if you're not open-minded to my lifestyle, oh boy, I'm going to report you. Mario Marullo says this, some people are so open-minded that their brains are going to fall out. Good preaching, Mario. Amen. (laughs) Open to his word, yes. Open to the Holy Spirit, yes. Loving to everyone, absolutely yes. But open-minded to the spirit of this age and to the spirit of this world, a big no. I thought I could get more people on the bus with me. (laughs) 
We are not to be open to just anything and everything. Verse 23 says this, Turn you at my reproof. Make a change. And when you do, I will pour out my spirit unto you, and I will make known my words unto you. Now let's ask ourselves, why is it so many Christians miss their turn at the intersections of life? One reason is they get bad directions. Anybody ever gotten bad directions before? I mean, you might be pumping gas at a gas station and you ask someone pumping gas next to you, do you know how to get so-and-so place and -and so-and-so? Well, I think it's down that way. We're not to live by I think. We're to live by I know. And if we're foolish, we will follow the bad directions of different voices out there. Psalms 1. (laughs) That almost sounds like a jeepney from the Philippines. Was that your phone? (laughs) Psalms 1. Verse 1. Let's read it together. Are we having fun yet? Verse (laughs) 1, blessed, happy, to be envied is who? The man that walks not. So it says we're blessed if we don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Now, an ungodly man or woman is godless. And they don't have the ability to give you wise counsel according to the word of God because many of them don't believe in God. They just kind of go by what they think or what they learned in their class in college. And their classes in college oftentimes are taught by a bunch of agnostics and atheists. I mean, just be honest about it. And so they're doing their very best to give you the counsel, but you have to be very, very careful because their counsel is ungodly. Here's, I believe, what the Holy Spirit is saying to all of us. Let us all pay close attention to who and to what we are open to. And brothers and sisters, that includes radio preachers. That includes televangelists in the middle of the night. Prophesying a thousand dollars out of their pocket, your pocket into their pocket. Because they're going to pray some sort of a magic potion healing word for you. And send you some sand from the Sea of Galilee. But there again now, not only that, we need to watch very carefully what we're paying attention to on the TV. Because television will tell you a vision. And the sitcoms of this world 
There's a lot of humor in there, but you will notice in most of the sitcoms, there's an interjection straight from the pit of hell. And you know why? Because they want to brainwash young people to get them to a place where they believe what is taking place in the lives of those that it's okay. Because after all, everyone's doing it. You know, they've legalized marijuana, so let's toke it up, baby. Huh? I mean, let's go over to Raul's and get loaded after church. (laughs) Huh? Huh? Praise the Lord. One pastor literally smokes marijuana before he goes out and preaches because he feels like he preaches better. Well, he better get hooked up with the most high rather than the most low because the most low will always let you down. But the most high will keep you and anoint you and help you be a blessing. Amen. And I sometimes with the remote, we can't watch that. We can't feed on that. Pay attention. Pay attention. Pay attention. In Proverbs chapter 4, in verse 20 through 22, it says, My son, my daughters, Get over here. Focus. Attend to my will. Attend to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. See, there's a lot of words and there's a lot of sayings that you could incline your ears to. And then he said in verse 21, Let them not depart from before thine eyes. Keep my words in the midst of thine heart. For they my words, listen to this, Our life to those that find them. And what else? Great healing scripture, but also a great life scripture. When you listen, obey, attend, and keep it, it will be health to your entire life. To your finances, to your relationships, to your body, to your soul, in every area. You see, His Word is always a safe guide. The Holy Spirit and the Word always agree. So tune your ear to hear His voice. And as you do so, you will get good directions and you'll end up at the right place. Now here's what we know about people that have gotten bad directions. Sometimes they stop paying attention to the road. Sometimes they get to an intersection and they're not even really aware they're at one. And they're going through red lights. They're going through yellow lights. Because you see, they got bad directions and they're texting trying to find out the right one. Or their lives are so important now 
they've got a text and say, okay, put the pizza on at 445. Yeah. I'll be on at 5. Take yeah. care of that in the morning before you leave. Hallelujah. And then, I'm not picking on you. I'm trying to help you. But then, some people are in such a hurry, they don't even know they're at the intersection. Listen, folks, bad things and people can get hurt when people are in too big of a hurry. So I have a word for you, some of you today. Slow your roll. If you want to go to that fast, go to Germany. Get on the Autobahn. And you can go 160 miles if you want to. Y'all still good? Here's the word of the Lord. Always be open to course corrections. Look at your name and say, be open to course corrections. What does that mean? Course corrections take place while you're in motion. You ever gone out a certain way and all of a sudden you had a check in your spirit? That's a course correction. Be open to God changing your direction or or showing you a better way. You're heading toward the right place, but there may be a better way to get to the right place. Failure to pay attention to course corrections could mean this. We could end up in a place we don't want to be. But oh, as believers, we've got some GPS. What do you mean GPS? I mean, we've got God's positioning system on the inside of us. We've got God's positioning spirit. That means he keeps us going even if we get off course. He can recalculate us. He can rewrote us if necessary. Somebody says, well, I've made a mess of my life. I've got a good news for you. God is not only the God of the first chance, but the second chance, the third chance, and the fourth chance. Don't you give up on life just because you've gone the wrong way. Turn around and start going the right way. Go with Yahweh and you'll get to the right place. Amen. So what will he do? He'll prompt you along the way. If you miss your turn, he'll help you find the right one. And then also we have Siri. How many of you got Siri on your smartphone? Have you noticed that she can get real lippy sometimes? I mean, I'm sitting up in my office minding my own business. All of a sudden, Siri will say something I didn't ask her. I'm sorry, but I don't have the answer for that right now. Well, I didn't ask you. Oh, Siri's got attitude. But the Holy Spirit, our Holy Siri, Spirit inside, revealing information, He'll keep you from getting lost. He'll show you the best route. He'll keep you on track. He will lead you. He will guide you in all the truth for your life. 
Listen, we have a little granddaughter. Her name is Olivia. Years ago, we were in Orange County, and I didn't know my way around. And Olivia had to use the restroom, and we were wanting to take her to McDonald's to get her a treat. And we didn't know where McDonald's was. And, and she, she's, she, she knew that we were lost. And she says, Papa, you should have asked Siri. <laughs> well, listen, in life, we have other passengers. And if we're too gullible and too simple to get directions, it not only can impact our lives, but it can impact those that are going with us. But all say it with me, not me. I've got the Holy Ghost on the inside, revealing information to me. So today in closing, many of you are at an intersection right now. How many of you are at a crossroad right now? You need to make a big decision. That's about three quarters of you. Listen, we're going to pray and we're going to release prayer into this atmosphere to where we are going to come into agreement with you for God's wisdom to be manifest. How many of you hook with that? Please hook with that right now. In James chapter 1 and verse 5, it says, If any of you lack wisdom... Let him, what? Let him ask of God. That giveth to men, how? Liberally. And upbraideth not. And it shall be given to him. Hallelujah. Verse 6. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering. For he that wavers is like a wave of the sea, driven with the wind and tossed. I'm encouraging you. To take the time to wait. Take the time.